Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. I have with me today Sarah Goforth, who is the Executive Director of the Office of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at the University of Arkansas, and she's also an adjunct professor in the Walton College of Business. I also have John Johnson, who is the founder and chairman of the board of the Sustainability Consortium, a professor and chair of our new department, the Department of Strategy, Entrepreneurship, and Venture Innovation in the Walton College. I have Kyle Sadler, who is majoring in computer science at the University of Arkansas, and he's also the managing director of Startup Village. And I have Cannon Reeves, who is the CEO and co-founder of More Technologies, and Kyle and Sarah and John were talking, and a new business emerged, a business that had really already had, we already had the seeds of this business, but we felt like it was worth capturing. So, Sarah or John, would you mind starting and just telling a little bit about this, the background of this? Sure. So, in the Office of Entrepreneurship and Innovation, we, we always try to be demand-driven and responsive to the needs of the student community, uh, students that are trying to solve problems, create things, start new ventures, do meaningful work. And do you mean you practice what you preach? We do our best. <laughs> we do our best. And the students push us in that direction when we forget, which this is a great <laughs> example of, for sure. And we'd been planning this, um, this mixer event, co-founder forum, is that what we were calling it, Kyle? Yeah, and uh, the idea was students in one discipline need teammates from other disciplines to get their venture off the ground or their project off the ground. And so we do these social events where we get a bunch of students together in the room together and allow them to pitch their ideas and their, and their needs to each other. And we were collaborating with the College of Engineering on, on this particular one, and it was going to be a big event. Well, with the COVID-19 situation, uh, those big events are being canceled. And so last Friday, Kyle and Cannon stopped by my office and they said, hey, we don't need to have a big event. We just need a tool to do this job. And they were all excited, which I'm really used to, about their new idea. I'm used to that, too. I put together a pitch deck and a prototype and a demo and said, why don't we just do an app and um, get this off the ground really quickly and, and meet the needs in, a, in an even better way than an event. And I said, let's do it. You know, entrepreneurship is so much about solving problems. And, and um, I thought, well, this is solving a very clear problem using capabilities and skills that we have. And I also like it because, you know, Sarah and John, who are in charge of entrepreneurship in different ways, were collaborating and actually are helping to start a business. And um, that's just really exciting to hear about. So. Thank you all for calling me. It was uh, exciting in a lot of different ways for me. Um, our new department, which is brand new, is uh, forming right now. We're trying to figure out what kind of department we want to be. Um, but one thing we all agree on is we want to be entrepreneurial and innovative ourselves. Well, and John, who's speaking right now, he, he's been quite an entrepreneur, uh, maybe one of the most impressive entrepreneurs at the University of Arkansas. So I'm but he's also done a lot of research as a professor in the area of strategy. Mm -hmm. um, so 
we've got a department that combines both of those things. And so he's the perfect. If you don't know about the Sustainability Consortium, I actually have a podcast recording with him about that. But there's lots of information online about it. If you look, if you just uh, Google the Sustainability Consortium and John, J-O-N, Johnson, you'll, you'll see it. But that is a very successful organization that John created to solve a problem. And not only has it solved a problem, but it's brought in millions of dollars to the University of Arkansas. So, But what was really exciting about yesterday is we had a problem uh, that was ironically or, or is ironically being solved by a tool that was being developed for the problem we were trying to solve. <laughs> um, it, so That's that was recursive. It's recursive. Uh, <laughs> and, and so Sarah and uh, Kyle and I were talking about, well, how can we, working in a university environment, make this happen in a timely manner? And anytime you talk about a university in a timely manner, you're you become depressed. <laughs> and so we were talking through all the different options. Sarah is very strategic in uh, thinking about how to mm-hmm. work uh, uh, in our university. And it occurred to me, Matt Waller needs to be in on this conversation. So one of the things that listeners of this podcast probably know is Matt is very action-oriented. And so we were uh, talking about setting up a meeting with you to see if we could pitch this idea to you. And occurred to me, well, why not just give you a call? Um, and by happenstance, you had the time to pick up and talk. And this was just the funnest thing I've done in the last month. By the end of probably a five-minute telephone call, we uh, were on our way. And I think we kind of blew Kyle's mind. It made my heart race. (laughs) Did you feel like you were the dog that caught the bus? (laughs) I guess so. I wasn't expecting to go into that meeting and get on a phone call with Matt Waller. It just wasn't the thing I had in my mind. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah. It worked out. So, Kyle, where are you from? I'm from Little Rock originally. Little Rock, yeah. okay. What year are you? I'm a sophomore. Sophomore. Yeah, in in co- computer science and mathematics. Wow. First of all, tell us a little bit about Startup Village and how you got involved with that. Yeah, so uh, Startup Village is an office space for U of A startups and nonprofits. And so Sarah, I, I was working for Sarah doing interviews for uh, a lookbook over the summer. And she said, uh, Kyle, do you want to help run this office space? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, and so, yeah, it happened. Little um, did you know that by help run it, I meant run it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up doing all of it. That was a good salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awesome. Um, just, I, I was given this empty building and Sarah just told me go. And it, it was amazing because I just felt like it was mine and I could own it and like, uh, develop it on my own. Yeah, and now who's there? Uh, so we have a ton of companies, including More Technologies, uh, Canon's company. We have a nonprofit that's focused on diversifying mountain biking in Northwest Arkansas. We have a couple of 3D manufacturing companies, Ambots, the uh, 3D mm-hmm. printing company, and Lapivations, the medical device company. So, um, so one special shout out to Kyle is we did a, an open call for applications for ventures to be part of the village, and we got our first cohort that way. But there was still open space, and there were still options to you know fit people in. And Kyle has sort of personally, not sort of, he has personally recruited 
companies that I haven't even met them yet yeah. um, in the village. <laughs> and it really has a sense of community thanks to what you built. Mm-hmm. Um, and Canon, too, just by virtue of being the first company to move into the village and being a champion and a cheerleader and somebody who is on the lookout for how we can meet the needs of the other companies in the space. Um, it just would not have happened without the two of you. You know, uh, of course, I met Canon, I don't know, a couple of years ago, but uh, I could tell right away. Well, I think you made an appointment to come to my office, didn't you? I can't remember. Yeah, I, I think, think that's what happened. Yeah, I think I ran into you at some event and Clint introduced us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but you eventually came and explained to me what you were doing, and I was, of course, super impressed. Would you tell us just a brief amount about uh, more technologies? Yeah. Um, so basically, I, I build robots. I've been doing it for quite a while. And when my little sister wanted to build a robot with me, I, I couldn't find a robot kit that I felt like was adequate for her. Um, so we developed our own robotics platform. It's super modular. It's all 3D printed. And the idea is that we can start anybody, whether they're a fourth grader or somebody in college, teach them the basic skills of things like programming, 3D printing, and design, uh, but then scale it up so they can build bigger and bigger things as they learn more. And so it's all about getting kids excited about STEM, excited about creating things. Uh, and so, you know, we started that two years ago. It's been a wild journey. Uh, and just being in the startup village has been such a game changer because we're able to be around other companies who are in similar positions and thinking through similar things. So just this morning before I came over here, I was talking with Ambots about how they set up their CRM and inventory management platform. Mm-hmm. And it's those quick 10-minute conversations that make the world of difference because, mm-hmm. you like, you know, those conversations wouldn't happen without the work of Kyle and Sarah to, like, set this up. So. Canon, say something about your market penetration at this point. Yeah, so um, we've been in business for two years. Uh, so far, we're in 23 countries and 25 states. And so we're in top private schools everywhere from California to New York and Arkansas. And so we're really focused on K-12 education and, and penetrating all the schools. Where are you from originally? Searcy. Searcy, all yeah. right. Um, there's a yeah, First Security Bank is out of there and. The CEO and founder, who is an alum of our college, um, just got inducted into the Arkansas Business Hall of Fame, Rennie Rutledge. Oh, awesome. And soon a podcast with him is going to be published. Do you, do you know? I think um, my dad knows, but I don't know him personally. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for all for joining us. I appreciate it. Kyle, would you tell us just a little bit more about the idea for the business? Yeah, so um, Kenan and I are very entrepreneurial people, uh, and we saw OEI, and we saw that um, it's hard to connect to other people who might be interested in starting a company. And so we came up with this idea. We're calling it CoFinder. Basically, you log onto the app, and you can see other people who are in the ecosystem, and you can star them and start messaging them and forming teams and ultimately companies out of it. And I can show you a walkthrough if you'd like and kind of explain it as we go. So like Kyle was talking about, you can come here and see other people. So what we're looking at is uh, basically questions that that other person answered. So maybe they're answering questions like, what time of the day do you work best? Or what are the ideas you're working on? And so it's kind of this like way to get a feel for the person without actually being there in person. Uh, So I can just go there and message them and actually just start that conversation. Uh, And what's really cool about this is like one, the conversation starts, but two, we can provide uh, insights into the uh, like entrepreneurial ecosystem in the area. So we can actually tell you how many engineering students are talking to business students. And so we can provide these connections across the colleges and like get much more hard data about what's happening in the ecosystem. Uh, Because like Kyle and I are are like hackers. We, We started doing this because we're like, we want to do some technical project 
And so like our sphere of connections like doesn't really get into the other colleges as much. So our hope with this is that we can start to track and make an impact on those inter-college connections. So that's just what we know. Wow. I have really to say, they're good business people. So you're hackers and you're coders, you're developers, yes, but you're also good business people because yeah. you knew that for OEI, one of our key metrics is tracking our students getting together across disciplines. That's just our primary goal. We try to make that happen, but it's really hard to track. So when you pitched this idea to me, that was the first thing you said. You said, we can give you analytics on how many students are connecting with each other across different disciplines. And I said, okay, tell me more. It was an inside job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, entrepreneurship is a growing uh, phenomena throughout universities. Most universities are trying to do something with it. So your solution will probably uh, be appealing to other executive directors like Sarah. I think so, too. The thing about it that appeals to me most is it's such an elegant solution. It's a simple solution. Um, it's a, a dating service for entrepreneurs, basically. Um, and there are actually other solutions out there that are just, they're over-engineered and clumsy and expensive and all of the things you don't want uh, if you're an entrepreneur. So this is, I'm really, really excited about this app. And the other thing about it is, I, I agree, I mean, a lot of times these kinds of things get overly engineered and makes them harder to use. And it really doesn't, it makes it harder to solve the problem, actually. But the other thing is it allows them to get their um, product out more quickly. They're not holding it back as long, and so they'll be able to get feedback. You know, Canon, you've got a lot of feedback over the years, and you've done lots of pivoting and morphing. Can you say anything to that? Yeah. Um, what's so cool about this is, like, the people we're building for are our friends. And, and we're so deeply connected to the outcome of this that... You know, we approach it in a very, uh, you know, will this actually help mindset, if that makes sense. Um, so, uh, and we just move so quickly on this. So to give you a more tangible example, um, we were talking with Robert Saunders about, you know, what does engineering, the engineering college need for this kind of thing? And their mindset right now is how do we get capstone projects set up for next year? How do we get those students connected? So he really wanted a way for students to create videos, upload those videos of them pitching their idea to this platform, and then other students can connect and say, oh, I want to work on that. That sounds really cool. So actually last night I built that. And so what we've got right here <laughs> is a, a system where you can see, uh, here's all these pitch videos. And basically you can click on it, learn more. You can see the person that created that. And from right there, you can message it. And we're actually tracking uh, how many times are people getting clicking on that and what are they interested in. So this is just the start of that. One of the things that's really exciting to me in this new department um, but also just being part of the Walton College family is that you matter are really working hard to build a culture and an environment that enables these kinds of projects, but everyone really to uh, become more entrepreneurial. It's hard to be entrepreneurial in a university. Um, every instinct universities have is the opposite of entrepreneurial. Um, and it's just really exciting for me as a faculty member uh, to be in an environment like this. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, in fact, just yesterday, I called up Drew Stevens, who's the Walton College Director of Digital Services and, and manages all the websites, which is a big job, um, to talk to him about how we might integrate this app into the college's web environment. 
And, you know, I've worked at a lot of big organizations and big organizations, the enterprise web systems, there are a lot of rules that bind them and a lot of complexities. And normally the web team's first job is to say no <laughs> um, because of all those rules and boundaries. And Andrew, you know, he his first instinct was, well, let me hear what this is about. So I told him and his second instinct was to respond as a human, which was, wow, that's cool. I can definitely see the need that meets. And then his third response was, how can I help? What can I do? Let's figure out how we can get this off the ground quickly. And he moved on from there to talk me through some of the features that might be more technically challenging. And so maybe we do those in phase two. Phase one are the things that we know that we can do quickly. Um, but he saw his role as an enabler rather than a gatekeeper, which everybody in the college, I think, shares that point of view. And we've given him a lot more work uh, recently in the past couple of years. <laughs> But, yeah, we're fortunate to have him. Yeah, he's a, he's a star. Um, and he's really actually tuned into the needs of the student community, too. Sarah, you have a huge job. And, of course, you know, your job running OEI spans the whole university. It's not just the business school. Even though you're an adjunct professor in the business school, your your scope is very broad. I mean, I feel like you've brought a lot of vision and strategy to OEI, but I wonder, you have people coming to you from so many different disciplines on campus. How do you decide what to say yes to and what to say no to? You're right. You know, we're surrounded by idea people, and the people on the OEI team ourselves are idea people, so probably the thing that's hardest for us is setting boundaries around what we do. Um, but we've made some decisions, I think some pretty strategic decisions around what we'll focus on and what we won't. And, you know, a year ago, as a team, we agreed that we would focus very intentionally, you know, on our North Star, which is what are the needs of the student community. We have a lot of other things we have to think about. We have to think about the faculty we partner with, the other colleges we partner with, the external community, our mentors. Um, but the thing that helps us make decisions is, does this meet the needs of a student innovator or entrepreneur? And if so, we're going to try to make it happen, and we will try not to be constrained by the the resources that are directly under our control. So this was a pretty easy one because it was an immediate need not only for the students that we were seeing, but an immediate need for our office to figure out how do we pivot some of the events that we were planning to do in person and, and make them online. Um, a lot of other instances, it's more complex. It's a big initiative, a new program, a new like the Startup Village, for example. But we did an assessment. Um, was the need real? We decided to pilot it. And in the pilot phase, if we had learned, yes, there's a moderate need, but it's not a deep need and this isn't really the right solution, we would kill that experiment. We do that all the time. Um, we have the freedom and, and we are given the freedom by our leadership thank you very much, to conduct experiments and to be honest about them if they don't, if they don't succeed and, and move on to something more impactful. I am so pleased that you practice entrepreneurship within the university. I, I don't think it's always the case, actually, that entrepreneurial divisions in universities mm -hmm. do that. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, you're right, I think. And it's a, it's, I think we have the luxury of being um, programmatic and sitting for the large part outside the curriculum. It's much harder to be entrepreneurial, I think, as, a, as an <laughs> academic department. And it's amazing to be part of the birth and growth of SEVI. And what John is trying to do is really hard but really important. 
SEVI, by the way, stands for Strategy, Entrepreneurship, and Venture Innovation. And that's the name of the new department that John is the chair of. One thing I wanted to also mention about John, if you look at all of the, the professors in the University of Arkansas and you rank them based on citations, that is, how many times their uh, published articles have been cited, John is in the top 10 of all the faculty at the University of Arkansas, not just in the College of Business. Uh, so that's quite a feat. Um, so you know the academic side really well, John. Um, you're starting a department that is about strategy and entrepreneurship. On the academic side, it is. There's, it's a little more difficult to innovate. Uh, how are you dealing with that? And also, if you wouldn't mind saying just a little bit about the department, that'd be great. Well, sure, and thank you. First of all, it's, it's not me. It's a bunch of people who are starting the, the new department. Um, and the, the most attractive thing about the job offer for department chair was just how good the people are. The department is, we're in the process right now of uh, envisioning what um, our curriculum should be, what we should be offering to our students. I mean, we pretty quickly uh, ended up uh, with a focus on a minor, actually, not a major, um, and a graduate certificate. Uh, one of the things that's really nice about this department is, is everyone in the department uh, realizes that dogs should wag tails, right? <laughs> um, and the, the, the dog, in this case, is what do our students need, not just in the Walton College, but at the University of Arkansas. And in my mind, and I think most of my colleagues share this vision, is, is entrepreneurship is, and innovation too, are perfect adjunct educations to content. So a computer scientist, um, who has deep knowledge in how to write code um, and what problems should be solved doesn't necessarily have deep knowledge in how you actually commercialize that or start the business. And there are lots of students with great ideas in the nonprofit world who don't really know how to create an organization and manage an organization. So we want to be there for those students first. And I think the potential to partner with departments across the entire university is just extraordinary. Um, I think we can have thousands of minors. Uh, in fairly short order because so many students have good ideas that need to be made real. So that's really what we're focusing on right now is trying to figure out how to do that and how to do it in a way that removes obstacles. Again, universities with good intentions create lots of obstacles in terms of prerequisites, in terms of trying to make sure that we're delivering education in a cost-effective way but those all involve trade-offs, and so we're trying to be as creative as we possibly can in uh, ensuring rigor but removing barriers. So my next question is to either one of the co-founders of CoFinder. What are your next steps? Pretty much we've mapped out what the MVP of this would look like, and we've finished a lot MVP of MVP stands for Minimum Viable Product. Yes, that. Uh, so we've pretty much got most of this features done. So now we're trying to actually launch it within the next week or two. Uh, so Sarah can tell you guys a bit more about where you can sign up for that and how you can get involved. Yeah, you can go to entrepreneurship.uark.edu. And today you can sign up for our email newsletter. And the minute this product is available, we'll send an email out to that list um, notifying them. But thereafter, it'll be available on that domain. Well, again, one of the things that's amazing about this is we have the executive director of OEI and the chair of the new department, SEVI, with some students have come together and voila, we have a new 
a new company solving a real problem that's imminent. So this is really exciting. Thank you all for joining me today. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Be Epic podcast from the Walton College. You can find us on Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can find current and past episodes by searching Be Epic Podcast, one word, that's B-E-E-P-I-C podcast, and now Be Epic. Be Epic.